My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yep, we are here for you, and uh, I've chosen this guest today to be a little pick-me-up. I think she's going to address something that so many women struggle with, which is not just being able to live in that place of confidence and peace and hope and just trusting that God loves you and he's got your back. Uh, I love Deborah Cody. She's been on the, the show a couple of times. She's very funny, and she has written a number of books. You're going to like the titles of some, but this one today I think is going to help you with things like do-overs. Don't we all want to do, do-over on some days, Jorge? Yes, yes. Hopefully not today. Um, confidence, uh, feeling loved, living in that love. Uh, not going to that place where we just let depression sweep us away. We're going to have a lot of lessons for you today, but not tough stuff. I mean, it's going to be tough to do it. It's not like you gotta, you got to spend six years improving yourself. She's just going to have some good, sound, and funny tips for you. Uh, Deborah Cody coming up here in just a second. I thought because the name of Deborah's book is called Too Loved to Be Lost that I would draw an interesting contrast. I think one of the things that happens in our culture, and I try to cut, you know, I try very hard to be relevant to our culture and not completely out of it. I have two teenagers, one or not two teenagers, one teenager and one preteen. So they help me not be completely out of it. And they make fun of me when I am. Uh, so I try to bring in stuff that has everything to do with today's culture because, of course, I'm also bringing in people's Christian walk. And I want to say, hey, look, how does this all work together? How can we live as Christians in the regular culture? How can I invite people in my show who are not right now walking a Christian walk and say, you got something that you can get from this show as well. Uh, we have something we want to offer to you too. We want to understand you and, and bless you as well. So that's why I try to bring in stuff that is from our popular culture. So I was thinking to myself, and Jorge's looking at me like, why? What's going to, why did we have the song today that she picked? Um, I think so often in our popular culture, the only way in which we refer, refer to love is romantically. And by romantically, I mean even pre-marriage. The only cool love that's out there is the love where you, you're infatuated with somebody. And by the way, that is not even love half the time. So I thought, I'm going to show everybody or remind everybody how we talk about love on a day-to-day -day basis. We don't talk about motherly love. We don't talk about fatherly love or papa love, as our guest would say. We don't talk about loving our neighbors or loving our friends. So often we don't come from that place. The only love we focus on in our culture is love for that guy in college or that hot girl down the street. And I decided just to play the song, which I happen to think is a blast. I love this song, but it's going to contrast a little bit with the love that we want you to get to that has everything to do with the one who created you. So, so take a look, take a listen to uh, how we all talk about love in our modern culture.
to do with the way in which we talk about love in our culture and, and the, the name of the song is Love Me Again. And I think so often we sing about it and talk about it and dream about it and write about it in ways that have everything to do with kind of our teenage idea of love. And in the song he's saying, you know, can you love me again? And really so many women really just need to know that God loves them. And so many things in their life would, would go better if they knew that and they could walk in that confidence. And I, I love our guest today because she, she has this beautiful image of God. She calls him Papa and, and really wants other women to sink into that love and be able to walk confidently and, and walk through their problems with a different kind of hope and peace because they know God loves them. So we're honored to welcome the guest of To Love To Be Lost, Deborah Cody. By the way, she's also written a couple of other books that you might know of. Uh, too loved. I think maybe this is a typo. Too loved to be lost. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just what I said to you. Fear of faith and a fistful of chocolate. More beauty, less beast. I've talked to Deborah about that book. Great book. And too blessed to be stressed. All fabulous books. She always brings in humor. She really brings very practical tips to the table that I hope are going to be a help to you today as a mom. Deborah, welcome to Channel Mom. Me? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just peachy. I'm I'm here in Tampa, sweating away, wishing I could be in winter like the rest of the country. <laughs> Actually, we just entered winter in the last about three hours. Oh, cool! <laughs> well, and 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 that's going to be confusing to some folks as we pre-tape our shows. But but uh, we had you know sixty-seven, seventy-degree, eighty-degree days here in November, and and really haven't had any kind of winter weather except maybe one day, right, Jorge, to speak of. So um, yeah, we're not even jealous of you yet. We will be in a, a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to ditch the shorts. Yeah, I, I want the sweaters. Give me a sweater, nice yeah. warm fluffy sweater. Well, you can soft. come visit me anytime and make me laugh, Deborah. Uh, All right, hon. I'll be there for dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, um, in Too Love to Be Lost, you are talking about that love that that surpasses all the others, which is, is to understand how much God loves you. Even if you're not somebody who's a Christian yet, you just, you just really need to know that the one who created you loves you and it's going to be okay. Um, what about the fact that we're up against it, even to talk about that or to learn that when we live in a culture that only talks about love in the dating sense or the infatuation sense or the lust sense? Well, you know, I think that song that you played was just perfect for this. <laughs> 
because I feel that women today spend so much time feeling taken advantage of and judged mm-hmm. unfairly and only accepted within certain boundaries. And we feel that sometimes the love we receive is unconditional based on our behavior or our looks or our achievements, not on who we are inside our skin. And we, we need to know, to really know, that there is one who doesn't condemn or critique us, but instead he loves us and forgives us and accepts us, quirks, meltdowns, zits, and all. And he's not, uh, the way many women view God as this big and personal judgmental God standing around with a frown and a big stick waiting to smite us to smithereens when we mess up. Mm -hmm. And many of us feel that once we have messed up, which we all do, that we can't regain that footing. We can't get his love back, just like the song. You know, we can't we can't get it again, but but we can. And that's why I wanted to write to Love to Be Lost, um, to kind of touch base with women who who believe that society tells us, you know, you have to be good. It's all about being good and the good get rewarded, go to heaven, the bad get punished, go to hell, when it totally leaves out the crucial faith element of grace and forgiveness. And that's what the book's about. Papa God's unlimited, boundless uh, grace for us and his forgiveness and love. Yeah. And, and, and I think you said, and, and believe me, I do this all the time because I make mistakes all the time. I think you said we feel like it's unconditional love. We feel like it's conditional love. And, right? and especially for women. And, and I, just expand on that a little bit more. You're right about that song that I played. And I played it on purpose because we as women walk around thinking, I have to be this pr- pretty. I have to be this um, you know, hot and have this kind of a salary. And, and I have to be this size, this dress size. Uh, to be loved and to and to to receive um, some kind of uh, acceptance, and 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 women in particular walk around feeling unloved if they don't meet all the criteria they think our society puts on us, right? Exactly. And you know what? I talk a lot in my book about the haves and the have-nots, and how we so often feel like a have-not in a sea of haves, the innies and the outies, I call them. And, you know, we, 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 can, we make ourselves feel like an outie. It's not something that other people do intentionally, but in every group with which we find ourselves, every, every social uh, circle that we orbit, we're going to find innies and outies. Uh, we're not always going to be an any. We're not always going to be the haves. We will so often feel like a have-not. And it's that feeling of unworthiness and yeah. being unloved. And I talk a lot in there about how we transform from a humiliated have-not into a happy have-not. And it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, as an example, I, I play tennis. That's my thing. That's what I've done for years and years and years. To my personal therapy is beating around a little yellow ball. Yeah. And I have a. I just been promoted a few years ago to the level of four, four point oh. We go in. 3.5, 4.0, If you're above a six, you're like thinking about playing in Wimbledon, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> so within the, the group, within the four O's, there's the high four O's, the medium and the low level. Well, I'm just squeaked over the bottom line, which I'm thrilled to be there. But there are those that I play against in the four O level who are really, really tough competitors. They are really good. And I play with a group of those. And I always feel like such a loser. Um, I don't always lose, but I feel like such a loser because when I compare myself to them, I always fall short. 
And um, I happened to be riding in a car with a couple of other gals who were also kind of in the same level I am. And we were talking about that. And I was able to share with them my views about being uh, feeling like a humiliated have-not and some of the things we could do to finally morph into a happy have-not. And, and it made so much difference with all three of us. Now, we see each other and we do the happy have-not secret handshake. And we just, you know, we, we, we suddenly have a different, what I call, perspective, which, by the way, is very different than his perspective. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> no offense there, Jorge. But <laughs> I think it really is important that we can get to a point where we accept ourselves and realize that Papa God will always accept us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and I, when we come back, I want you to tell people how do we become happy have-nots. And, and Deborah, you also talk about th- that you're going to help women in this new book of yours feel cherished, uh, how to recognize everyday miracles, how to develop trust and gain confidence, overcoming depression. I know moms are going to want to hear uh, your tips on that, curbing anxiety, just good stuff. Uh, and you've got some funny stories, as you always do. So we'll be right back with Deborah Cody and how you too can learn how to be too loved to be lost. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> what are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialize in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We are speaking to my friend Deborah Cody, the author of many books. One with a very fun title, Fear, Faith, and a Fistful of Chocolate. But today we are talking about her brand new book, Too Loved to be Lost, Discovering God's Intentional, Unconditional, Without Limits Love. 
And just so you know, it's <laughs> it's a fun little book for you to pick up and get a boost for your life. It, it, it's almost sort of written like a Bible study. And there are questions at the end of every book. There are little funny anecdotes. She has uh, silly questions like, can anyone really refold maps? <laughs> I love that question because back in the day before MapQuest, folding maps was one reason you never looked at maps. That's exactly. one reason. That's one. We're all stuffed in a bag underneath my shirt. <laughs> right, exactly. Because I didn't want to have to refold them, so I'd be like, "I'll just get there. I'll figure it out some other way." Um, I she'll... just wadded them up, and then I would pull them out, try to unfold them, re- unwad them. <laughs> exactly, and and so she's got really funny titles and funny stories, um, and and so we love Deborah, and we love her books, and I really think this could be a help to you. Just a quick little cute book. It's got little polka dots on it, and little date, little sunflowers, and um, just a, a a book to change your life. Uh, very quick quickly with some great tips. So let's get back to the happy have nots. I think so many of us, even when we look out our window and across the street and see the lady who has the house that's 2,000 square feet bigger than ours, if that even happens in neighborhoods, but you know what I'm saying, um, that, that we compare all the time. And as moms, we compare all the time. And on Facebook, we compare all the time. How can we be happy have nots? What are the tips there? Well, I have a whole chapter on that, but the bottom line is basically to try to realize that we are inflicting that unworthiness feeling upon ourselves and to morph ourselves from an it's-all-about-me attitude to it's-all-about-serving and uplifting others, which sounds easy, but it's not. It takes quite an effort to do. Um, One of the plaques that I saw that is so awesome uh, that we need to try to learn to live by. It said, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Oh. And, you know, we, we've just got to be able to um, take control of what we input into our own psyches, if you will. If we, if we constantly go places where we feel like we are beneath everyone or that, you know, we feel that we don't measure up, we've been weighed, we've been measured, and we've been found wanting, which we often do, then we're going to end up uh, doing that to ourselves, we are going to feel unloved. Uh, but I have an example here in my book, and I just loved this. This was uh, an example of a woman who might have easily considered herself a humiliated have-not, but she just absolutely refused. It, it happened a couple years ago when I went to a county fair nearby, mm-hmm. and I entered the restroom. Now, this is, you can imagine, just picture, will you, what your county restroom, county fair restrooms look like. But this one was really unique. I knew the minute I stepped inside, it was different. Um, it wasn't grody. It wasn't grimy. It, you didn't get that feeling of get your business over quickly and flee this nasty place. Yeah. Um, it was actually gleaming and shining, and, and it, uh, it smelled nice. It smelled like a whiff of gardenias in the air. And there were no icky grime in the corners, no straight puddles or sprinkles on the floor, um, no graffiti on the stall doors. It was wonderful, actually. It was very pleasant. And someone was cheerfully humming. And I thought, wow, now this is the kind of place you'd like to just kick back and stay for a while. (laughs) And then I realized I'm in the bowels of a county fair midway. Whoa! So I exit the stall, and I see these two white-uniformed ladies busily, busily polishing everything, counter sinks. Um, And I realized one of them was the one that was humming, really perking up the place. So I couldn't help but comment to her about the surprising cleanliness of this bathroom. And, And her reaction is what totally wiped me out. She stood up tall, she held her head high, and she smiled from ear to ear, 
And she said, there's not a speck of dirt beneath, behind, or across our seats. You can go to any other bathroom in the whole park, and trust me, you will come back here. We're the best. And I, I left that bathroom completely uplifted by, you know, the obvious pride this woman took in her work and her contagiously glowing self-esteem that immediately transferred to me. And I thought, I want to be like that. Yeah. I decided right then and there. I want to change my perspective to be all about serving and uplifting others. And I want to do my job so well that neither I nor anyone else will ever be deterred by that invisible barrier that we have between the haves and the have-nots. And my job, regardless of why I'm there, is to reflect Papa God's all-accepting love. And you know, nobody, nobody wants to be around a pouty-outy. <laughs> The, the terms you come up with, do you just walk around maybe on the tennis court and think, oh, I know, pouty-outy, I like that. that you well, have... and I found myself with my lip out, like my three-year-old grandson when he's pouting, yeah. you know, and, and I realized, look at me, what am I doing? I am being a pouty-outy, oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> no. Half of it is realizing what we're feeling, because sure. I don't know if many women are like me, but I just go merrily along not really realizing uh, or thinking about what I'm what I'm feeling and why. Yeah. Well, and and speaking of pouty outies and all of your other hilarious <laughs> terms you come up with, we only have five minutes left, but I want to I want to touch on two things, and one of them should probably be brief. Um, you you talk about being a happy have not, and God bless a woman who decides to clean a bathroom well. That is her mission, and she doesn't you know she doesn't need to walk a red carpet. She doesn't need to live in a seven thousand square foot house. She just says, you know what, this is the task God has given me. I'm going to bless people by cleaning a bathroom well. We should all rise to challenges like that. I mean, that's incredible to me. But but secondly, you did say a little thing, and I just want to rest on this for like 30 seconds. Is it really okay to walk away from places where you're not really very celebrated and you constantly feel like you don't measure up? Because sometimes I think, well, maybe God wants me here to, to even though I'm humbled constantly, to, to just love people in the midst of them not liking me. <laughs> is well, it really okay? Is, that, is it okay to walk away from those sometimes and just say, I'm going to go where I'm celebrated or I can celebrate other people? I think it is. I think that sometimes we don't have a choice, however. Many times within our churches, our or civic organizations, um, all different things, schools, whatever, even families, uh, we, we, ha we can't get away from these people. I think families are like bunions. You, they, they won't go away until you get hack at them with a chainsaw. You know? <laughs> That's the only way to get rid of some. But um, we have to live with many of those circles, and we are not able to leave for one reason or another. Yeah. And that's when we have to really work at becoming a happy have-not. Um, other times we are able to, to get away from that. It's a choice that we make. And we need to remember to respect ourselves. We're our own BFF. And we need to do things that edify us and edify our Papa God. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, in the last four minutes, um, it, the, part of the happy have-not conversation goes on in the gaining confidence chapter, right? Um, at least I believe that, you know, when I was skimming yes. it. Uh -huh. um, and, and so I'm wondering... For a woman who says, all right, uh, and now Jorge's showing me we have three minutes, just, just in the last couple minutes, if you can just say, all right, you feel like you have no confidence, you don't, you don't really sort of walk around knowing that God loves you when you're feeling like you don't measure up with your friends or on Facebook or compared to other mothers or at your job, just one little tip, it, you know, tip from that um, particular chapter on, because I see you've got a few more tips in that chapter, about how a woman can very simply learn to walk in confidence and gain confidence. 
Oh, well, there's all kinds of things, but one of the biggest things I think that is life-transforming is to um, get into what I call grace notes and understand, see Papa God's hand, um, his fingerprints on your everyday life. And one of the best ways to do that is to read his word and learn his word, because I I call it miracle memory, because once we learn um, Papa's word, I I have a lot of little tiny lifesavers, I call them, which are scriptures, 20 words or less, that we can learn one a month. Once we get that in our hearts, we're going to be more and more aware of his miracle memory. We're going to automatically default to faith when a situation arises that is, is trying for us, uh, rather than uh, fear, basically. Yeah. And I think we need to work on seeing his hand and, and listening to his word, getting it in our hearts. It's very important, because think about it. Um, you don't want to have someone else chew your food and give it to you. You want to chew your own food. And that's what you're doing when you're reading the Word for yourself and you're thinking about it and learning and applying it to your heart. Yeah, and then you can put it in sticky notes all over the house. You could literally go through Deborah's book, her new book, To Love to Be Lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the one uh, under Gaining Confidence, How Priceless is Your Unfailing Love, O God. And you could just say to yourself or write it on a sticky note in your mirror, God's love for me is unfailing. I mean, really, it never fails me. And so if a woman can walk out of the house with that instead of, you know, that she's she weighs too much or she doesn't measure up to her neighbor's, you know, lawn, that would be way better. Okay, Deborah, in the last minute, how do folks find you and order your book? Well, they're everywhere. I just, I'm so excited. Someone just uh, sent me a picture standing in Cracker Barrel holding one of my Two Blessed to Be Stressed journals that just hit Cracker Barrel. Uh, But the new book um, is in Christian bookstores and online, and you can find it through my website, DebraCody.com. That's spelled D-E-B-O-R-A. There's no H. And then Cody is not like Wild Bill with a D. It's like the perfume with a T. So it's DebraCody.com. And there's all kinds of reviews and lots of fun stuff on there. And I would love to connect through Facebook and Twitter. And I also have a free newsletter. You can sign up for it my website. And I'd love to keep in touch. Yes, you're fabulous about that. You're very, very, very approachable. That's one reason I like you so much. So Deborah Cody, she's going to join us tomorrow on the show. Yes, Deborah, you don't. You're not going to off to play tennis or anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, I wish. I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right, Deborah Cody, thanks for being on Channel Mom today. Uh, Thank you. You're you're welcome. We'll be back with Deborah tomorrow and Two Love to Be Lost and some more tips about uh, depression and anxiety and learning to truly trust tomorrow on Channel Mom. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we return after the break. I forgive my name. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (sighs) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FEW 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. 
She calls them sphincter pucker moments. She's Deborah Cody is going to teach you how to curb anxiety and deal with depression and move beyond it. When she returns on Friday, mom, thanks for all you do to raise your children well. God knows and sees. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.